Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Snedden. This week we are coming live to you from the Republican National Convention, <laughs> where Rob Olson just addressed the entire convention. Tell him what you talked about, Rob. Um, I talked about... Uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I mean, I fell short of calling them all ignorant, racist assholes. Is there? But I mean, there, there was subtext in what I was saying. Yeah. Is there any chance that there has been a more watched national convention than this? I don't know because I haven't. I, aside from my obvious appearance. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah, well, listen, they dug deep, man, because they had fucking Scott Bayo. <laughs> and then they were like, "Listen, there's these two guys who do a podcast. Maybe they'll they'll show up." So. But for, strangely, they didn't choose the bigot apologist. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. Hold on, hold on a second. Melania, I'm trying trying to record a podcast here. You need to calm down. <sighs> All right, so Melania Trump. Here's the thing. I have heard a couple of people. And now, now I'm being very, very serious, right? I have heard a few people kind of address her, whatever, you know, make fun of her, the way she speaks and her accent and stuff. Can I just say how fucking wrong that is? The plagiarism thing? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. When I meant her speech, I meant the way she speaks, her accent. Oh. Whatever. <laughs> the plagiarism thing. Uh, yeah, that's probably another topic. I guess what I'm trying to say is, hey, assholes, if you were somebody that made fun of her for the way she speaks, just remember she speaks at least twice as many languages as you do. That's all I'm throwing out there. Being wow. someone who grew up in an English as a second language household, every time I hear that, I kind of cringe. Because I'm thinking, like, imagine that you went and learned, I don't know, fucking spanish portuguese or whatever right yeah then you have to get on national tv with millions of people watching you and speak a language that's not your native tongue i want you to think about how fucking terrifying that must be well i mean the pressure's off though because it wasn't her speech so it's not like she had to like (laughs) yeah you know yeah i just saw a thing that said like the chances of it being coincidental are like one in like i don't know like a billion or something crazy like that but in listening to what she said i was like well what else is she gonna say oh he's honest and truthful and whatever but yeah i guess uh, i don't know i guess maybe the trumps need to learn that um you can get away with this shit 15 years ago Right, because there was like some historian somewhere that was like, "Hey, that sounds kind of familiar," and he like dug out some paperwork, you know, some transcript, and but then no one heard it unless you made it on like a newscast or something. And now the internet, there are like ten billion of us just waiting for someone to fuck up. And that's essentially it. Like they basically, as she was saying it, someone was transcribing it and searching it on Google. Pretty much, like immediately. Well, and that's that's got to be what it is, because not one person. I don't. I don't think that Michelle Obama was sitting there going, "I think I said that." Like it was eight years ago, right? It would have been, yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, it was from the first from the first time around. Yes, I guess. Yeah, so yeah, like I don't remember shit I said two weeks ago. So I I mean, how many times (laughs) you've addressed like the nation? More well, or less. I'm, well, in 20 <laughs> minutes, I'm going to have to do it here at this convention. So, <laughs> Also the 300, well, now now 15 episodes of, of our podcast, I guess. Well, yeah, and that too. Addressing yeah, so. the nation. So um, so at any rate, yeah, that's, that's I guess, the, the, yeah. Big, the big news. But I, I'm, I'm – in some ways, I think this is great because I think that – and I'm going to include myself in this generation, the younger generation. And I say that because I haven't paid a lot of attention to politics. Um, but you know, I, I paid more attention this year because there was a candidate I really liked 
and you know maybe I'll pay more attention going forward. But I think that this this circus, all of it. I mean, and, and I'm calling the whole thing a circus. You know, Bernie Sanders did some some way out there shit. You know, for what politically happens, and you've got Hillary Clinton and her her all her baggage, and then Donald Trump. I think that people are drawn in a lot for entertainment value, but maybe they'll stick around because now they have a little feel for how things work. So maybe four years from now. You know, well, when it's not quite the sideshow, hopefully that it, you know, won't be the same sideshow that it is now. Uh, maybe some more people will be involved. I don't know. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, Livius Nedin, now a pundit for political something or other, right? You're a pundit? I don't even know what that means. I think that just means someone who uh, is not a professional in any way that still decides to publicly express their opinion on something. Yeah, well, I mean, quite honestly, if I look through my Facebook feed, that's all it is. <laughs> and and Pokemon Go. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you think about it, last episode, we had to interrupt our uh, Pokemon Go to, to record the episode. This time, we're stepping away <laughs> from the uh, Republican National Convention. What's next? I don't know, someone said to me last week, I don't know, my Facebook feed is nothing but Pokemon Go and racists. <laughs> I was like, That's pretty accurate, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm really not paying attention to anything anymore unless it's like a skateboarding dog or... Talk about skateboarding. I thought I'd break out some Tony Hawk speak. Oh, no. I, I mean, no, I put that. That's a life that's in my past. I used to be a skateboarder. Yeah, I, I rode a skateboard. I mean, not like professionally, or like up ramps or anything. Like. <laughs> I, I in my youth, I did some ramp, ramp stuff. Oh shit! A, oh. Ra- a ramp thing or two. Nice, very nice. Yeah. So half pipes. Not a half pipe. No, I was. I did like a friend down the street from me had like this really nice. It was probably about ten feet high quarter pipe, mm-hmm. and um. It was in his driveway, and and he had, like, the little parking cement blocks and stuff like oh, that. Nice. So he had, like, a little mini skate park right in his driveway. So I, I was too embarrassed to try anything like that because one of my friends in high school at one point took, like, second or third place at, like, an Oak Street Beach competition. Mm. So anything I did just looked stupid in comparison to this guy. <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> stupid assholes who take things seriously, making us look bad. I know, right? <laughs> He was, the, he was the kind of kid who had just, like, the really long bangs that, like, hung down over his face, but the rest of his head was, like, basically, like, buzz cut. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, dyed different colors. Yeah, he was a cool guy. But, uh... You know, something just occurred to me, and I think this is a pretty serious thing I want to get out of the way earlier <laughs> in the episode. Did we announce that this is an interlude? <laughs> no, because it's not. We're reporting live. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the political. I, I don't know. I couldn't come up with anything Politic- on the spot. Politic- it's an interlude episode. Yeah, and here's why. Because it's the Lazy Summer podcast. And we're too lazy to even talk about it being an interlude. Yeah, that's how lazy our summer has become. I don't know if you remember, Rob and I both talked about all these books we were going to read. Rob, let's. Uh, can I get an update on how many books you've read since we started the Lazy Summer podcasting? Um, none. Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, um, we, are, we are tied. I'm like five chapters into The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, I started Ooh. gutted. You know, the one that's been all over social media that Amanda Gowan is in with, with Clyde. Oh, Park. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I started that. Are you about five chapters in? I'm about five stories in. So we're, we're pacing out about the same? 
Yeah, I, I don't know how soon it'll be. Here, here's what's gonna here's what's gonna get me back to that. I've not gotten Amanda Gowan's story. Yeah. Or um, uh, Mallerman has a story in there too. Haven't gotten to that. So that's probably a little bit the driving force um, in me continuing to read. Because so far, um, really, really like Neil Gaiman's story, and the rest of the stuff I've read has been meh. Hmm. Okay. Just like so, Neil Gaiman is the the guy that won the the skateboarding competitions, and yes, every, everybody yeah. else is you so far. So far, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Can I tell you? It started off with a poem, and and I'm gonna apologize in advance <laughs> to the person who wrote this, whose name I'm not gonna mention um, for a couple of reasons. A, it would just be mean. Second of all, uh, I don't have the the book. I don't have my Kindle near me to to look it up. What the hell is poetry? Because I'm pretty sure I read a really really short story. That just had like weird spacing, like weird line breaks. I don't know if I'm qualified to talk about this, but um, you're approaching poetry the same way that you had approached sci-fi and fantasy in a recent episode. So <laughs> here's my thought. We need to get you in front of some sci-fi and fantasy poetry like as quickly as possible. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, here, here's here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to boil it down to, to what... That particular, me reading that poem, came down to. First of all, it was probably a really good flash fiction story. That was spaced weird, so it would take up like six pages. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. But I was so distracted by the fact <laughs> that it was poet, that it was trying to be poetry. <laughs> yeah. That, that I think I, I discredited the whole story. Ultimately, I liked what it said. You didn't like the structure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I might, I don't know, maybe I'll screenshot it and, and send you, because it's only like five pages. And maybe you could tell me if I'm wrong. Five pages? Really, that seems like a lot of poem. I, I don't, I, I'm reading it on a Kindle. I, I don't know. You oh, know yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe it was a little less, but you understand what I'm saying, right? It just, it read like it was flash fiction, just like a really short story. But for some reason, it's poetry. It didn't rhyme either, which is freaking weird. Like, I poetry. <laughs> One fish, two fish. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. But um, if anybody's got some epic sci-fi fantasy poetry out there that you want Livius to give a try. Um, you can probably just hold on to it, is what he's going to say. <laughs> so. Contribute to Patreon at the $25 a month level. <laughs> oh, oh. Ouch. <laughs> ah. Hey, speaking of computers and technology and stuff, can, yeah. can I talk about something else? I don't know. It's like some conspiracy. I don't know who to blame for this. I'm okay. looking at Skype. I distinctly remember we wished Michael Wilson a happy birthday. I think it was a week ago today when we recorded. Yeah. So like last Tuesday or Wednesday, right? Skype continues to show me. It says that his birthday is today. <laughs> But so I go, oh, okay, because above it, it has the day. So it says like Wednesday and it says Michael Wilson birthday today, but it's just shouldn't say today anymore. Right. Because right. that's a go. But so that's kind of weird. And we know what kind of Skype issues we've had in the past. But now I don't know if this is Skype or if this is Michael Wilson, because apparently I have Michael Wilson with two different pictures with two different birthdays that happened today on two different days last week. <laughs> so either Michael Wilson is milking this shit. With multiple birthdays, just through Skype, I, I don't know. Or Skype is gone. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do anymore. I, I feel like I can't look at Skype because I can't trust it. Skype also still thinks you live in Vermont. 
So, Hang on. Um, I may have not updated my Skype um, <laughs> since Vermont. I mean, there's, that's like an entirely possible thing. Okay, so according to Facebook, Michael Wilson's birthday is July 13th. Which is uh, last Wednesday? Which would have been six days ago, which would have been... Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, on here, you, you have him as a contact, right? One contact picture is a picture of him. The other one is the This Is Horror logo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's on two different days. I mean, I got him gifts for neither, so I'm not that concerned about it. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure if I click on this little present thing on Skype, let's see what happens. What kind of options am I given for his birthday today from last week? It's Michael Wilson's birthday today. Give the gift of birthday calls to mobiles and landlines with a Skype gift card. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I've gotten shitty birthday gifts before, but someone gave me a Skype gift card. I think that would probably <laughs> top the list of shitty gifts I've ever gotten. Uh, that might work for him because he, he's living all over the place. He was living in Japan and uh, what's that country? Portugal? No. Was he in Portugal? He yeah, was he, was in, in, he was in Korea, I believe. Yeah, same thing. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, based, yeah, but uh, yeah, and then he was somewhere else. I think he was in Portugal. Where's Lisbon? Lisbon, yeah. Spain. Is that in Spain? I don't know, but I gotta tell you, there are some people from other countries listening right now, just hanging their heads in shame that they even listen to this. It's mostly Axel Tayari, but you know what? Um, he can't. He can't. Uh, Lisbon is in Portugal or in Illinois. There's a. I'm Lis- not sure which one. <laughs> There's a Lisbon in Illinois. I guess. That son of a bitch has been in our backyard, and he. Oh well, that's what they all do from over there. Remember Dan, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was. Yeah. 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 He was here. Didn't say anything. Lisbon is a village in Kendall County, Illinois. The population was oh, Jesus Christ. Wikipedia. The population was 248 at the 2000 census. We have no <laughs> updated information about Lisbon. It's in 16 years. Oh, no, hold on a second. On the right-hand side of the page, the map data from Google is updated in 2013, so that's a little more recent. And the population, man, it really swole from 248 to 293. Ooh, man, everybody was... It's like a 25% increase. I mean, that's a lot, if you think about it. Everybody was making them George Bush babies. Oh, yeah, George Bush. That's the second George Bush reference you've made. I know the other one was off air, but you really got a little Bush on the brain, huh? I saw a picture of Bush Sr. and Jr. together doing something, and for some reason, it, I think it brought to the surface some, like, you know, psychological traumas from when they were presidents. It um, it, it, it could be. Um, but I think that uh, if this election um, goes down the way the people at, at this convention want it to go, um, you might be missing the Bushes. You might be like, man, I remember when we had a good with George Bush. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a goddamn national nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to retreat even further into my own, like, I don't pay attention to what's going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like I said, it's a little less entertaining sometimes, but I live <laughs> well there. Oh. All right. Back to <laughs> back to a topic that maybe we talk about um, you you went to an actual bookstore. Is this is this accurate? Um, yes. So, what pray tell drove you to do that? Um, have you heard the term retail therapy? I, I have, but I, I honestly don't know what it means. 
So, like, I've been feeling a little down lately for some personal reasons, and I decided that a little shopping might pick 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 me up, you know, oh, okay. and help oh, out okay. a little bit. That makes sense, yeah. And um, so... The hat store was closed. Hat store, yeah. Well, now they live in the suburbs, there's nothing fun, so I went to Barnes & Noble. Because <laughs> you have to go to, like, Lids. <laughs> Lids is honestly where I buy every single hat that I own, yeah. Usually I just go to the Lids website and find, like... Hats online and then just have they, them are you, shipped are you to me. being serious? Yeah. I guess I never thought about it because every time I walk past the lids, it's just <laughs> a bunch of sports ball caps. <laughs> they have like one hook that's got all the kangles okay. on it. No, honestly, I, I just I thought that's all they did. I, I didn't actually think that's where you bought your hats. That's, that's yeah, being 100% serious, yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, retail therapy. Lot, lots going on in my life right now that's got me a little bit... Uh, down in the dumps, so I went out to the bookstore and I was like, "Here's the thing: I wanted to have, I wanted to have a print copy of, I wanted a hardcover print copy of Mongrels because I loved that book. So um, that's what drove me to the store. But additionally, um, Donald Ray Pollock's got that new book, Heavenly Table, that just came mm-hmm. out. So I wanted to get a copy of that. And I was Were you looking- able to get a copy of Mongrels in hardcover? Yeah. Is this at the bookstore I think you went to, the one by, like, where you live? Yeah. Oh, I may have to drop in there. I'd like to have one of those myself. Yeah, Barnes & Noble has them in, like, like prominently featured. Oh, nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, so I grabbed Mongrels. I grabbed Heavenly Table by Donald Ray Pollock. And I'm walking around, and I'm, like, just seeing these books from people I know. So I don't know if you know, but the second uh, Chuck Wendig Star Wars book came out. I saw something about that, yes. So, of course, I needed to get that. Very nice. And then <laughs> and then you ran out of money because, man. So far, three, yeah. I'm, I'm hardcover books, yeah. It's like racking up the dough. Books. But, no, yeah. I grabbed another one. So, What'd you grab? Um, in the kind of bargain area, mm-hmm. no offense to the author, but I saw it and I was like, dude, six bucks, this is a steal. Um, Lauren Bukes, mm-hmm. Broken Monsters. Yeah, I was going to say that one. We, we talked about reviewing that when it came out, but never it never materialized. Yeah, because Mulholland didn't send us copies, but uh, so yeah, I spent like eighty bucks, and then <laughs> so I'm at the uh, I'm at the the cash register, and the guy's like, "Oh, you were a member of our whatever shit," and I'm <laughs> wow, like, "Wow, that's a terrible pitch." <laughs> <laughs> if he had said it like that, I'd probably be more likely to to join, just because I would have liked the pitch. Yeah, no kidding. Um, are you a member of our whatever shit? And I was like, "No." Nah. And he's like, oh, you know, you can or you know, get all kinds of discounts on our stuff. And I was like, honestly, I, I get all my books for free, so I don't really need it. And he's like, how do you get books for free? And I was like, oh, God. Well, I should have just, yeah. So I was like, oh, I review books. <laughs> you should have just been like, I order all my shit on Amazon. And then watch a guy's face kind of just. <laughs> um, He's like, oh, where do you review books? And I said, my podcast. And then. Then, uh, then I left. <laughs> That's pretty much the whole story. But uh. nice. Maybe we could have a, our own table, like as reviewed on Booked. Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a back, weird back table. Backdooring the brat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that author would be so proud. Beach reading. I'm on a table at Barnes and Noble because of backdooring the brat. Oh god, that piece of shit. <laughs> The book. I don't know if the author is a piece of shit. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the book was kind of a piece of shit. The short story was a piece of shit. Maybe it was poetry, and we just didn't get it. 
it was prose form poetry. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, nice, nice haul. I um, have not been in a bookstore in in months. As a matter of fact, the last time I was probably with you, yeah, in, in a bookstore. Uh, if that tells you how long it's been, there just isn't one in the area. You know what? I probably would go in and look around, maybe buy some things. I kind of miss like the paper goods section at a bookstore. You know, like the the journals and the, that kind of thing. This is always one of my favorite parts of going into like a Borders. Oh yeah, that's where I would get those knockoff moleskins. Yeah, the um, for like three um, bucks. The, the Piccadilly. Piccadilly, that's my jam, man. The Piccadilly's your jam, yeah. So you know, <laughs> I kind of missed that. I posted on some social media. I'm honestly just waiting for Facebook to give me this as a memory. But at one point, I posted on social media a picture of one of those Piccadillys with the caption. Um, I buy Piccadilly notebooks because I love moleskins or something like that. That's, a, that's but see, that's a very accurate statement because you would get the exact same thing yep. for like a quarter of the price. Exactly. So, um, I don't know. There's probably a digital moleskin now. There is. See, look at that. Look at you. <laughs> look at you knowing things. Look at me inventing things after they've been invented. <laughs> <sighs> I thought that was just you that did that. Um. So yeah, I went to the bookstore, man. I'm all booked up. And then I had to like reshelf everything because I, I shelved my books based on like, you know, author collections. Oh, gotcha. So I was moving tons of stuff around. So let me see. You went to the bookstore, you bought one book you already read. One I know for sure you're not gonna read. One we're probably gonna review. And another one you're not gonna read. So let me see if I get this straight. You went you spent eighty bucks and you're gonna read one of those books. I mean, there's a strong chance you're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, oh, you know what? There's another way to look at that. I went to the bookstore and I supported authors. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is. I guess that's probably <laughs> that's probably how. But you know what? That but the, no, and that's not how it works because those books are all bought on contingency. Yeah. So the author's already been paid. Typically, I don't know. Contracts vary, I guess, but. Really, I don't think like nobody wrote Donald Ray Pollock a check after you left. That kid that was asking if you were under whatever <laughs> shit did not pull out a checkbook and write Lauren Bukes a check for like two bucks after you left. Uh, yeah, but the like book book deals and stuff are are made off of like how well a book sells. So like That's they true. have to. Yeah. I mean, I'm keeping Donald. I'm putting food on Donald's table, is what I'm saying. I'm directly <laughs> responsible. Hey, did you remember that lunch you had yesterday, Donald Ray Pollock? That you're welcome. <laughs> the drink you had with it. I bought that drink. <laughs> you remember the salt that you shook out onto your eggs? Yeah, I paid for part of that. Oh, well, good stuff. I'm actually kind of looking forward to reading Pollock's book. I think that's going to be probably what we return on from Lazy Summer Podcasting. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Yeah. And bef- before we, I know that you're, I can feel the energy shifting in the in the episode, and I know you're about to move away from talking about going to bookstores, but I want you to know that I'll be back at the bookstore in a week and a half. Um, what comes out in a week and a half? I'll, I'll take the bait. <laughs> if you're not going to guess. It's got to um, be that Harry Potter shit. That's exactly what it is. Harry Potter whatever <laughs> shit is coming out. <laughs> I'm going to use that term a lot. People are going to look at me really weird. <laughs> it's going to be the Harry Potter whatever shit. That's exactly what it is. Nice. Nice. Does this have a weird... That has a weird release date, too, doesn't it? Like, it's not a Tuesday? Uh, it's the 31st of July. Um. Yeah, that's not a Tuesday. 
I don't know what day that is. What day is that? A Sunday, maybe? That is a Sunday. That's just weird. That's weird. That's It's got to be the equivalent of of like when movies come out like on Wednesday so they yeah. can pull in more weekend <laughs> money because they started two days early. That's got to be what that is. I think it would be funny if, I don't know if you remember this, but when the sixth Harry Potter book came out, there was a video of a guy driving past the people waiting in line to buy the book. And someone yells out, Dumbledore dies, because that's what happens at the end of the sixth book. Oh, nice. Like, some asshole spoiled the book for a ton of... So it'd be <laughs> funny if I went to the bookstore and played that video for the people waiting in line to buy The Cursed that, Child. That, that actually, I did not see that video. Oh. It's a very asshole thing. How'd that guy know, though? Fucking, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think that manuscript said leaked online. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the power of the internet. There's other people, other people waiting in line for a book. Obviously, it's not quite out yet. Um, or they bought the book and just read the end of it. My God, I remember, you know, and it sounds weird, right? Like waiting out for a book. I remember, <laughs> man, it had to be, it was a John Grisham book. This is going back 20 plus years. Maybe it was like his second or third book. So he was already a big name. I remember going to the bookstore for like a midnight release or something because you got like a free T-shirt and I don't know some other swag or something that you know. So I, I don't know. I guess that didn't. That probably didn't take off. I'm not thinking they're regular like weird book release things, right? That can't be. Uh, I think it has. To, I think it's probably more common with series like Twilight. I could. I can imagine. Or I the, remember seeing things about Twilight and different promos and stuff. Um, also, maybe the Hunger Games books. Yeah. Because by the time the last book came out, it was already a pretty big phenomenon. So that might be one of them too. But no, very very uncommon. It has to be like. It has to be involving kids, and it has to be a series. It's got to be younger people who are used to that kind of thing with video game releases and movie releases and stuff like that. Yeah, no 60-year-old is going to wait out at the store for the new fucking James Patterson book. (laughs) You don't know. You don't know that. Hey, if you're you're 60 and you wait outside the store for James Patterson, let us know at uh, tweet tweet us at, at Booked Podcast. How's that? That's Perfect. a little. I throw in the wrench in there because, like, how many sixty-year-old people use Twitter on a regular basis? If you're a sixty-year-old person that uses Twitter, <laughs> tweet us. Really narrowing the pool. All right. So, anyway. All right. So I finally caught up on Preacher. I know this has been a sore subject with you over the last couple of weeks because you wanted to talk about it, and I was like, I have not passed episode five, so I watched three episodes yesterday. I guess over the last couple of days. That show, man. It's pretty much killing it, isn't it? You know, it's so weird because the show is all over the place. That show is a hot fucking mess. And when you really think about what's going on in that show, <laughs> yeah, it, it is not, you know what I mean? There's so much weird shit going on. But uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. You are correct. I really like it. It's, I don't, I, yeah, and that's the thing. I don't really know what to, I can't really put my finger on the exact thing I dig about it. Because it's so weird, but like, uh, what's his name? Jackie Earl Haley or whatever. Um, the guy that plays the the slaughterhouse owner. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yes. Um, that guy's fucking nuts. Yeah. yeah and it's just entertaining. To, like, he gets up on his little, like, little box and he starts talking to all of empl- his employees and he's just, like, a total asshole. 
<laughs> it's just awesome. But that there's I don't want to spoil anything. There's that line where he's like, it's gonna be a long day, sandwiches and, and sunscreen or whatever. He's got his yeah. personal assistant <laughs> next thing he's sitting in this weird chair that has an umbrella attached to it. But yep. there's some pretty awesome stuff there. Um but that show is just so weird. It's it's kinda like um it, we we talked about Axe Cop on the podcast, right, years ago? Um yeah, we did. Okay. It reminds me of that. Like somebody has like a weird dream and then there's a bunch of writers sitting around going, well, what if we throw this weird shit in there? And people are like, yeah, you know, this show could use a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> you, well, know? <laughs> do so, you, know, do you know how X-Cop got made? Yes. Yes. Okay. And I know it because we discussed it on the podcast. I was thinking that was us that were talking about it. But yeah, yeah. that's uh, the father and son, the son. Um, yeah. So, Just makes uh, the story up and then the guy. Yeah. 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 Well, that that's what Preacher feels like. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's just so much weird, random shit thrown in, but <laughs> it's, it like, is, it's enjoyable. And then Tom Cruise's head explodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that was, yeah. Um, I will say this. For anybody who maybe um, likes some of the stuff we review, but, sound, you know, you've maybe seen trailers or heard things and, and you're iffy on that show, there is some really great writing on that show. Rob and I were talking about it before the podcast. Um there's a, a recent episode um, starts off with, with a pretty big scene and, and you just know it's going to be downhill from there because of, you know, kind of the scope of the scene that it's going to be, you know, they, they can't keep that pace up for 40 minutes or, or however long it is. But then the writers just great dialogue through the rest of like character development and stuff. And you know what? You forget that you watch this really big scene and that it kind of, you know, tapered off into something more simple because the writing is just really, really good. So it's it's definitely worth it if you like kind of bigger, weird stories. Um, but great dialogue, great character development. I mean, that show's got a lot of good things going for it. Yeah. Um, and they just do, like... I think there's definitely... I'm trying to think of the best word for it. It's almost like a, a style or a signature of, of the team that makes it. For example, um, I think her name's Emily, right? The like the one person in the TV show that's not a bad person who's trying yes. to make the, keep the church going and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think that's right. Yeah. Like, uh, like there's just scenes where, especially with her life, where things are just real weird. Like she's there's like a scene where she just goes in the bathroom and is peeing on camera, and then someone like bursts in, like in the middle of mm-hmm. her peeing and stuff, and like. I, just things that you wouldn't normally put because there's really no I don't see like how that benefits the episode it's just the thing that's <laughs> happening at the moment you know what I'm saying like yeah. um, and then there was another thing that happened um, with the mayor so the when, guy washes her shoes well the fact that he <laughs> well, no but like in an earlier episode he's all doting on her and stuff like that and uh, she looks at him like straight in the eye and says like you know we're never going to be together and he's like yeah but then she like takes her pants off, and they—I guess—they went and had sex. Yeah, yeah, that's her little—that's her little fuck buddy. Um, so just weird things that don't yeah. seem to advance the plot, but definitely set a very specific tone for the show. Yeah, it's—it's—I'm um, I'm hesitant to call it a great show. What I've been telling people is it's a very entertaining show. <laughs> I'm not sure that I'm ready to to give it like the the, the sign off that it's just brilliant. Um, I'm close, but at this point, I'm saying it's wildly entertaining. I'm just going to go ahead and say that I hate it because every show that I fall in love with ends after three seasons. Well, I got to tell you, I don't see this going more than three. Uh, Yeah, I know. (laughs) I I mean, just plot wise, I I don't, I don't know, man. 
it would be a stretch to see them go three seasons, I think. So, but anything, listen, the almighty dollar. Yeah. The almighty dollar speaks. If they're making enough money on it, it'll go. I do know it's been renewed for a second season, which is good news. Yeah. I mean, just how can the fucking Walking Dead make it as many seasons as it has? And it's really about nothing. That show, that show is about nothing. I watch it, and you're right. I don't even know why I keep watching it. But that's a show I can only watch after the season's over, like on the DVR. I have to watch several episodes at a time. Because if I had to watch one a week, I just wouldn't stay with it. There's a few shows I feel that way about. Yeah. Like, I wait until they're over, and then I kind of, you know, binge watch it over, you know, two days or three days. And then then I'm, I'm, like, I can stay with it. But other than that, not not so much for for a week. Um, So other TV shows, I did finish Outlander Season 2. Um, I, I mentioned that because it's based on a um, very popular series of books um, that you've never heard of. Is the series called Outlander? Yes. <laughs> that was a little deductive. I Sherlock Holmes did that shit. Yeah, it's um, it's a period piece, romance, political kind of thing um, by Diana Gabaldon. Um, I have not read the books. I have no intention of reading the books. Um, I don't know. The time travel thing drew me in. They don't do a lot with time travel. It seems like like it's picking up now, and or in the second season picked up a little bit. But it's about a woman who, in nineteen um, forty eight, um, right after World War Two, she was a, a nurse, a, a, like a field nurse. She winds up being transported back two hundred years to um, in Scotland from the place that she's currently at in Scotland. And she's like hanging out with like Scottish clans, and she's stuck there for for a long time, and winds up um, falling in love with one of the up and coming clan guys. Basically, uh, not bad, it, pretty enjoyable show. A lot of it has to do with like kind of politics in that time and uh, English Scottish, you know, wars and and stuff. But not bad. So I just finished season two of that. That was kind of enjoyable, and. Uh, you, I'm assuming you, because you didn't mention it yet. I'm assuming you have not started. Um, oh shit! What's it called? That <sighs> 1980s Netflix, Stranger Things. No, I um, I seen a few people mention it now. Um, Misty, Misty Bennett said it was great, and David James Keaton was talking about it. Lots of people, but I just haven't had a chance. Um, I watched it on Saturday, so straight through. <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't it a episode, like a season of something? Yeah, it's yeah. it's eight almost hour long episodes. Um, watched it straight through. Um, it, it was fun. It, it was it was enjoyable. Um, again, I'm, I'm not gonna say it was great or whatever. It is, you know, what everybody's saying. It is pretty much the perfect homage to those types of movies in the '80s. You know, E.T., Goonies, that type of, of film. Um, but mm. you know fairly touching it, you know it follows some youngsters they're like 12 years old and uh there's a weird installation nearby that's doing like scientific experiments and one of their friends goes missing so a lot of it the the catalyst is the the search for their friend who goes missing one night on his way home but kind of odd girl is introduced into the mix who uh may have some powers um and is befriended by the boys and is going to help them you know find out what happened to their friend Hmm. It's uh, it's fun, and like I said, I mean, here's the thing. It's funny how it works, right? If you said, "Hey, you got to watch this movie," but it's like three hours long, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm not watching a three-hour movie." But eight hours of a series—that's <laughs> a completely different story. I think it's because it's a different type of storytelling. 
I think movies and TV shows are a very different type of definitely. Yeah, the, whatever the word I'm looking for. Yeah, story. So, so I'll tell you, I, I definitely am going to have to check that out. I also I haven't seen um, the entire like previous season of Blacklist. Have not seen any of it. There's a lot of stuff that I just have not caught mm-hmm. up on. But um, lately, my jam has been apparently for the month of July. Um, iTunes is doing like five dollar blockbuster movies every day, mm-hmm. like a different movie every day for five bucks. And so I've picked up Silence of the Lambs for five dollars, um, Back to the Future for five dollars, and Die Hard for five dollars, which I watched oh, Die Hard yesterday. I love Die Hard. Yeah, oh. I, I love Silence of the Lambs too, but Die Hard is one of those movies that I'm flipping channels or something and it's on. It doesn't matter if it's like 1130 at night and I have to work in the morning and it's halfway through, like I have to watch the rest of it. It's not something I would put on. Like I would never just go grab Die Hard off the DVD shelf and pop it in. But if it's on, like I'm in. So, so next time. All right. So I figured it out. You know, you're always complaining that we're like just watching Hannibal all the time or, yeah. or Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. So like if if we're out on one of our little literary vacations together and I throw Die Hard on. Not a word of complaint from you is what I'm hearing. Probably. Now, I don't know if you, <laughs> if you were putting it on because I always catch it partway through. So you probably have to start it like half hour. <laughs> I'm guessing works best. <laughs> so like those opening credits. Yeah. They and don't then, pull you in. Yeah. yeah and then they'll be like, oh, hold on. Hold on, guys. we got to watch the rest of this. So Going to um, make a fist with your toes. That's right. I, uh, yeah, I really like that movie. That, that's probably in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. I you know what I hadn't probably seen it since I was you know it came out in '88 so I was ten years old at the time so I probably haven't seen it since I was a teenager but oh wow I'm sure up. I'm sure I've seen it twenty times at least holds it holds up I mean smoking in airports <laughs> women pregnant women talking about having drinks yeah it's well I mean other stuff. than that though I mean it doesn't it doesn't I don't know. From the story standpoint, it doesn't feel as dated. Like all of that can right. definitely happen today. So yeah, it's it's yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a hundred percent. Like it's got a good, it's got a good plot. I think it almost breaks away from like what your typical '80s action movie was a little bit because it's more th- like intelligent and heisty than it mm-hmm. is like just straight out like bronze and guns. I would have to agree with you. Now, earlier today, I was talking about the movie Breakin'. So if we're talking about movies from the 80s, <laughs> you and let's Breakin'. talk, let's oh, talk about another one of my favorite movies, Breakin', which is on my list of things. I might watch that tonight, but I think in the next couple of days, another viewing of Breakin' is uh, is going to happen. Oh, man. Have, I don't, you ever, have you ever seen it? I don't, I don't think I have. Okay. All right. Should, are you telling me I should? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm really. I'm not <laughs> telling you that. Yeah, breaking. I, I I can't believe there are people who haven't seen it. I guess is what it really comes down to. Um, you I know guess, what? what yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's. I'm trying to think of how I can motivate you to watch not just breaking, but breaking and breaking too. What if there's a Patreon contribution level? Because we've been talking about reworking the levels in Patreon, right? Mm-hmm. What yeah. if there is a Patreon contribution level where we <laughs> where we live broadcast you watching Breaking and Breaking to Electric Boogaloo? Um, is that the reward, or is <laughs> I don't know well, why well, people like, are benefiting like, from if that? We, if we get to I don't know whatever amount of money, Rob <laughs> will watch these movies, and we will live stream you watching them. 
Um, you know what? That's fine. I mean, I don't know if anybody but me cares about this. I think really what's going to happen is I'm going to show up at your house with a DVD. Do you have a DVD player? <laughs> no. All right. With a DVD player and two yeah. DVDs and go, dude, let's just watch Break It and Break It too. Um, and then I'll flip on a webcam yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Well, but I'm glad you brought up Patreon because I do have... Oh, in my, here goes in my, Rob. Here goes Rob for the money again. Oh in, my God! In my spare time, I on a <laughs> on a yellow post-it note, I have um, rearranged a little thing, a couple things. Is this a standard size post-it note? Yeah, like a three by three. Yeah. How much information can you fit on one of those? Do you want a f- fucking picture of it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking those are made to say things like "buy milk," dude. Like, don't touch my lunch. Um, I, I have uh, a lot of, I'll, I'll read the information. All right, well, yeah, let's, let's hear it. Let, let's, let's hear what this is. So we, we were talking about how, uh, well, first of all, we completely broke the convention of the existing, um, uh, you know, reward levels by giving spoiler talk to everybody, right? I'm going to go with right. Cause you're the one who controls that. So yes, we did that. I think maybe. So a restructure was in order and in my spare time. I came up with what I think is a good idea. All right, let's let's see let's see what you got. At the dollar a month level, early access to all of our episodes, like we I, I like that. That's good. Let's and that. oh, there's more. spoiler talk. Yes, for everyone. Yes. At the five dollar level, this is where things change because it used to be spoiler talk was five bucks a month. Five dollar a month level gets you into the annual mug subscription. So every year you get a new booked themed mug. Oh, I thought this was where they get to look at our mugs. No, <laughs> or they get to talk to DJ Mugs from Cypress Hill. Yeah, I, listen, <laughs> I, sent, I sent out a Christmas card with my picture on it once. That was the first mug. That was the first mug. I think, I think the ones that we're talking about now may, can, may be better at containing liquid. Oh, like the whiskey drink. Like a coffee mug. Gotcha. Coffee oh, mug. coffee, yeah. You can put coffee in those. So uh, the idea with this is you contribute five bucks a month. You get every once a year, whenever we start sending out mugs... Um, you get the mug with the design for that year, plus yeah. everything that comes through the dollar level. All right, are you with me mm-hmm. on this so far? Um, I've, I've, I have. I, it's taken me six post-its, but I've got it. I'm, I'm writing this all down. Seven dollars a month. You get the T-shirt subscription. So every year, the new booked T-shirt design, you get one of those plus the dollar, the dollar uh, prizes, right? Right, okay. I'm going to blow your hat off now. The $10 a month is the t-shirt and mug subscription plus the dollar a month. Is your head blown off? I'm, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. And then the $25 a month is the choose a review plus the t-shirt and mug plus the dollar a month. Which one gets you to watch Breakin'? We could throw in like a $15 a month. <laughs> no, I think that's more of like a milestone. So we took a we took a financial hit on Patreon recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Can and I, I interrupt <laughs> you just to tell you that I got a notification from Twitter and I forget sometimes that this takes a little while. Yeah, I'm like, if this is a 60-year-old <laughs> tweeting at us. <laughs> that would be creepy because we haven't even posted the episode I yet. I know, that's... Uh, Metricool started following us. Hey, Metricool, what up? What up? This is how quick, this is the quick turnaround. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that that would be, Rob watching break-in is going to have to be a new milestone goal. Right now we're just, we're clawing our way back up to $200 a month. We'll get there. We'll get there, buddy. 
we'll get there. But um, I think that's how we're going to do. So right now we have the one, five, seven, ten, and twenty-five dollar levels, and um, I think the chooser review is going to be once a year as well, right? Oh yeah, I got to tell you, somebody broke that chooser review shit. They're looking at <laughs> shit still on there. Not uh, any names or anything. But he's the only one that's made us do it so far. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, yeah, so, okay, so I, I have questions. Yeah. Um, but we'll call this, like, listener questions because I, I have, um, I have there's some confusion. So if you are currently, as of today, a $5 subscriber, you're going to get a coffee mug in the near future, right? Because we still have to work out art and order and ship and stuff, right? So probably a matter of weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing holding us back from, from moving on that. We could just, right. yeah. What so well, what if what if somebody was like oh you know I finally finally scraped the money out from under my couch I've got five bucks I'm gonna go ahead and subscribe will they also get a coffee mug I don't see why not okay all right so um, if you are currently a five dollar subscriber and continue to be a five dollar or per month or more subscriber uh, in the upcoming weeks you will be shipped a coffee mug. I also understand that Rob may have just ordered or may be ordering some other cool little stuff that we're oh, not yeah. going to talk about um, that I'm sure will also be included with said coffee mug. But if you are not currently a subscriber, there's still time. Um, but I, I think, I don't know, I, I, maybe we have to make a cutoff, right? Like once we ship the mugs, you would have to subscribe until the next, like we're not going to retroactively send out mugs, right? Here, here's how I see it. Like if you subscribe... If you get to the five dollar level, you're gonna get in 2016. You should get a 2016 mug, right? Or am I wrong about that? I don't know. That's something we probably have to work. Yeah, we'll work out all those details. Like someone in December. I don't know if we're gonna be shipping a coffee mug. I I don't know. I guess we'll figure. I guess here. Here's the thing. Better safe than sorry. Subscribe today. Do it. Get a 2016 coffee mug. We'll figure out. It depends on how many coffee mugs we have left at the end. It's really what it's going to come down to. You know, there's like a bunch of people who are like between $1 and $3 a month. So jump on it. You'll get a mug within the next month. In the event that someone isn't listening because it's Lazy Summer Podcasting, you'll probably get some kind of Patreon message too describing this, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. We'll be begging. Here's the thing. Like, us kind of just sitting back and, and not making a big deal out of it has not been bringing the money in the way that we thought it would. So now we have to we have to get our begging pants on or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what that Rob, means. Rob has begging <laughs> pants. He's like, oh, I got to wash the begging pants. I get it. Well, no, you don't. That's why you get the dirty well, pants. The begging pants, yeah. And then that piece of cardboard that says God bless on it or whatever. That's cool. I'm looking forward to a new coffee mug. Wait, wait me too. that one? I'm not actually a subscriber. Do we get coffee mugs? Um, yeah. We, we may end up with lots of leftover coffee mugs. <laughs> <laughs> we get like 700 mugs. We're like, we really thought this was going to be the thing that pushed us over. Yeah. Now you just got to drink so much coffee. Yep. I got to tell you with people, like the, the secret Santa gifts for the next, like, there's going to be book coffee mugs. <laughs> nice. I love it. Cool. Well, yep. So go do that if you want a coffee mug. Do more if you want a t-shirt. Um, we're still not at the t-shirt level, but if you're already qualified, you're already qualified. So just keep doing what you're doing. If you're not, get on it. That's right. Um, and I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Booked. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm all talked out. Yeah, me too. I have a friend sending me animated GIFs of John McCain looking at someone's bouncing butt. So... I don't know what that means, but um, it's good enough. Good as time as any to call it a night. 
Thanks for tuning into this interlude episode brought to you live <laughs> from the Republican National Convention by Booked. Until next time, I'm Livia Snedden. And I'm Rob Olson. Keep reading. <laughs>